talking the Eagles midseason review, covering the Chiefs game. I'm here with Nurse Sam. Sam, it is so good to have you here, buddy. Really great. Glad to be talking birds with you. Your birthday's coming up. We got all kinds of good things going on. How are we doing? I feel like I'm going to flourish. I'm going to fly like a peacock. I'm going to spread my wings this decade. It's going to be awesome. Super excited. Super excited to come to the tailgate as well. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I'm... I can't wait. I haven't been to a tailgate this season. Um, Neither have I. For for all seven people that listen to this podcast, come to South Philly on November 26th. Yes. We'll be partying in P-Lot, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Lot, lot P. Um, I don't even know how I would distinguish this group from any other group. I was like, look for the the angry, drunk, happy Eagles fans, but that yeah, doesn't feel I mean, instructive. I'm be there. Yeah, that that's a pretty wide net. And you know, just just look for look for the cloud of smoke. I'll put I'll leave it at that. For our PG for our PG viewers, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Oh my god, that's great, buddy. Good to we see. We can't you. jump ahead of we can't jump ahead of ourselves because we got a big old game this week that we will get to. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to worry about the Bills, which look like they might be falling apart. They fired their offensive coordinator. Um, they did. We'll see if that we'll see if that fixes anything. Um, and their non-existent run game against our. Run defense. It's Josh Allen's gonna have to do that Superman shit, which he can do. And, Still and very, very good. Usually leads to him throwing several very bad interceptions and taking. I can't. I can't believe. I would, but this isn't even the Josh Allen podcast. I just when we watch when I watch him play, the way he seeks out contact is insane to me. It's like car. It's it's even more violent than how Carson would run. I know it really is because he's big and he knows he's big and he's bigger than a lot of the DBs, probably most you DBs did? that are on the field. Yeah, but those, yeah. those hits stack up and you are wearing a little bit less padding than all the other boys out there. Yeah. I, if I was a Bills fan, I feel like I had to kind of hold my breath. It's like when Joel Embiid falls on the ground, I'm like, just get up, just get up, just get up. Okay, he's up. Okay, everything's fine. Everything's fine. That's oh, my God. It's like one I, of those things. And as a Bills fan, I mean, it's a cursed fan base and – Every single piece of mental well-being rests on the six foot seven shoulders of the guy that wears number seventeen up there. But the man, uh, nevertheless, yeah. we we can get to him next week. We'll get to we we'll get, get to, to the Bills soon because because they um because that is next week's game. So we are we are just coming out of the Eagles bye week. Came at a perfect time. Team getting healthy. Uh, I really this did feel like it worked out pretty well. Going in eight and one is is good spot. I want to first. Talk about uh, while the Eagles were resting up and Jalen's knee is uh, is hopefully losing some of its swelling. There are there's really a class of the the top of the class. Of the NFC is four teams, um, and I and, and I don't know if you disagree with this, but it's it's the Eagles, it's San Fran, it's Dallas, and it's the Lions. And after Correct. those four teams, I, I really I mean, don't don't even talk to me about anyone else because because I don't <laughs> think drop off. Yeah, Let's drop off because you got the interesting teams. You got the Seahawks; they're interesting. The Vikings are now a little more interesting. Um, yeah, can can you call a team like I don't know the Rams frisky? The Packers? No, no. they're not. They're not in the class for those four no. top teams. They've kind of divided themselves in the first nine ten weeks of the season, and yeah. uh, it's going to be. I fully expect those. I can't even say those four teams be the top seed because someone has to win the NFC South. And that's going to be the fourth seed. So, yeah. And they'll lose to Dallas. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. They can go, Dallas would go into any four of those stadiums and probably win by 
double digits. Yeah. Say, so speaking of, so Dallas, so Dallas, um, this past weekend, Dallas wins, beats the Giants 49 to 17. That puts their season series 89 to 17. They outscored the Cowboys this year. Um, you mean the Giants? Just, the Giants, thank you. Cowboys Oof. over the Giants 89 to 17 in two games. So here's, here's trivia for you. That is the second biggest single season series beatdown this century. There's only been one other team since 2000 that has beaten, um, that has won a season series by more than 72 points. Give you a guess at it. I'm gonna, my guess would be like Patriots Bills. You are correct. It was Am the, I really? It is wow. the 07, the 16 and 0 Patriots. Uh, they beat the Bills by, uh, by score of 96 to 20. Uh, it was a few more points. Oh, Randy Moss. God. Randy yeah, it was Moss a historic those, season they those had. two games had six touchdowns and 243 yards in two games. Rookie mode on Madden <laughs> for, that, for that man. Most of his career against most teams, especially the Bills that year. That's, that's ridiculous. That's a good pull. That's like so the yeah. other player logged out and just like his controller died. Like, I'm not going to play anymore. Except they were all millionaire football players trying their hardest. <laughs> so yeah, they were. Terrible. Yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. All right. And so I'd say Dallas, I feel bad for the Giants, but it's the Giants, so it's like you know no, they can sit on my fist. I don't give a I, shit. No. Shout out I, Brad. Yeah. Shout out Berkowitz. Fuck the Giants. Shout out Sigarski. Fuck the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. I. It has been. It's been really great to watch them be so bad. And one of the one of the pieces I, I'm most bummed by this Daniel Jones injury because. I think Eagles fans were thrilled when that extension was signed. I was absolutely I think thrilled we to too. think about four years of Daniel Jones. And now with the ACL tear, he's going to be down all of this year. I mean, probably most of next year. Now they're tanking for Caleb Williams, Drake May. Yeah, they're getting a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to get a quarterback. Um, and that's, and that, I which agree is a bummer. Because it handcuffed them. I mean, you pay them all that money. Yeah. You can't invest really anywhere else. They haven't drafted no. well. They've, they're, the trades they've made for guys like Kenny Galladay. And Darren Waller just have not worked like at no. all. It's it's like the anti Howie Roseman. It's they, uh, awesome. <laughs> did they uh, did they sign? Were they the ones that signed Golden Tate to that big contract after after the Eagles let him go as well? Yeah, yeah. I think he might like still the, be on the payroll. Like washed up Golden Tate. It's like it'd be like if we uh, shout out. I don't know. It's like it's like, like if the Ravens ended up signing Odell like a three year deal. Be like, why? He's like, he's got like no ACLs left. He's yeah. he's past his prime. I, this is like but, to me like this is the sign. Are you when you hear people talk about the Ravens, like are they plugged in or not? And anytime someone says Ravens passing offense is good, Odell Beckham. If you the, if the first words out of their mouth are Odell Beckham, they have not been watching who Odell Beckham is. He's the third receiver on that team behind Andrews and Zay Flowers. Um, yep. So yeah. that's that's like there. They, they've, were, been, they've been elite uh, uh, in other aspects because of the first two. Zay Flowers is a total hit. That kid is awesome. And Mark Andrews is the clear, I'd say he's the clear number two tight end in the NFL. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, elsewhere, so Dallas uh, takes care of business. The other two teams, uh, Niners and Lions, Niners uh, putting on a clinic in Jacksonville, dominated the Jags in all three phases of the game. They won 34 to three. Our boy Dougie P not looking really good in sharp down there. Trevor Lawrence looking like a mess. And then Lions over Chargers. Might have been game of the week. Uh 41 to 38. And the Lions, I'll tell you, they can take a lot of pride in their offense. Jared Goff is humming. Dan Campbell loves trusting those guys to make plays. They're physical football team. And physical teams tend to do well. Like they're the ones that are going to grind out those 
last minute field goal wins like they did against the Chargers. And on any given Sunday, a team like the Lions could beat the best team in the NFL. Um, I think the Lions, it is, it is hard not to root for them. Like yeah. the only reason we root against them is for seeding purposes, but it's exciting to see them as the clear favorite in that division for the first time, truly the first time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And just to see like the resurgence of Jared Goff and guys like Amon Ross, St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, it's all just team, all just players you want to root for. Aiden Hutchinson it, is like, why didn't you pick me number one kind of guy? Like he's like, he's, he's an absolute stud. He's like a little wrecking ball back there. And yeah, I mean, they got like ex players littered all over that coaching staff, which I always feel as if plays better. Like Aaron Glenn, you know, defensive coordinator. They even got our boy Hank Fraley as their offensive line coach. Uh-huh. Remember Hank Fraley back in is, the day, play for those those early decade birds. Yeah, man, yeah. he was awesome. Deuce Do, isn't still there, yeah. is he? No, he's in Carolina, rotting away with okay. Frank Reich. Like we Gosh. can't talk. I'm not mentioning the Panthers on this on this podcast. We can't do it. They're just I, too bad. <laughs> no. I, you know what? It honestly, this line stick reminds me a little bit of like, um, you know, the, the, the 20, like 16 Cubs. Like, yeah, Cubs are in the NL, but you know, what are the Cubs? Come on. What are you mad at? Cubs fans going to use the, use the win and they got it. And I you do feel it, yeah. like, look, we've got plenty of time ahead. If the Lions become a thing, which, you know, come on. But if the Lions become a thing over time, then sure, we'll find a way to hate the Lions like we hate everyone else. But uh, right now, they're just a cute little kitten that, uh, that we're happy. They are. They have to go a little happiness. They're growing up, <laughs> growing up, and, growing and honestly, up. D- Detroit. D- I'll give Detroit people, people, good people of Detroit, a win uh, if they could find it. I think they so, do because that city, that city, the current sports landscape outside the Lions has been bad for lo- a lot of years. The Red Wings had their run; they fell off. So, shout out Detroit, shout out the Lions. We'll see you in the NFC Championship game, and you will lose to us, but it's okay. So, if you had to. So if we take those four, and we'll assume those are the final four teams that make it, right? Those are the those are the last four NFC teams in the playoffs. What do you think narrative wise? What are the best matchups? What what do you want the matchups to be when those four teams, if they're the last four? You know, what do you think just in regards to entertainment wise or in regards to yeah. Eagles' best chances to Entertain- win the Super Bowl? Entertainment wise, what do you think? What do you think gives gives people the most? Because I'll tell you, I mean, you got to you got to put Philly, Dallas, and <laughs> I mean, come on, I mean, who wouldn't want to see that as a playoff matchup? That is that's as electric as it comes. But I also think Philly, Detroit would be really interesting. Two blue collar, hard nosed cities going at it, and then you put, assuming Dallas makes it out of the wild card, and assuming San Fran takes care of business, that's an old classic playoff rivalry, Dallas San Fran. So I think that yeah. that combination would be really interesting, and then you can also. Eagles, Niners, that's another, you know, it, is Brock Purdy really the issue? What, were they really going to beat us last year? I guess we could see in that regard. So I think if those are the last four teams, it's like get your popcorn because it's going to be really exciting, really exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, I think all offenses there are are really exciting to watch for a lot of reasons. I'd say I think what the people want is you get Eagles, Cowboys on one side of the bracket. And that's just supremacy. There's there's a lot there that we already know about. And then you get Lions, San Fran on the other side, two teams that are still on that upstart, you know, let's kind of prove something. Because then what you've got there is you've got the opportunity for an NFC championship game of San Fran and Dallas, which is probably what the NFL wants. And then I would assume so. You you also then get San Fran Eagles and you get that you get a rematch, which I think is what uh what the NFL would also be fine with. 
And then you also get Lions Philly on a, on one side and you get this Lions team that can they, you know, you got to take down the champs. So I think that works. And then Cowboys, I, I mean, I don't think anyone is looking for Cowboys Lions except for maybe Cowboys fans, but. Yeah, correct. You're right. Right. Yeah. But I, I think those are, they're, it's going to be a four man race. I can't sit here and say Dallas is like completely a non-threat because they certainly seem to beat the bad teams, but they will also give us like a run for our money and Playing them in a playoff game, I would not. I would still lean towards giving the Eagles a win, but it'll age me. It'll hurt my chest for a lot of it, but <laughs> damn, it would be exciting. So let's take a look. We now we're nine week nine games in, had a bye week. This is a good time for a mid season review. So I want to yes. I want to hear. I want you to give me a grade for for each of. Would you give me a grade for each of the units? On the team, and we'll start. We'll go offense, go defense, we'll go coaching, um, we'll go special teams too. You know, give give Jake Elliott the, the top athlete on the team some love. Um, <laughs> so what do you? So start with offense. All right. So I got Brian Johnson. I'm giving him an A minus. I think the the offense is averaging 390 a game, which is good for sixth in the league. I will say I don't love how he can kind of get away from the run game, especially these past couple sure. weeks. Um, Jurgens going down, I think, played a part in the scheme that he wanted to do. But having Jurgens back, I think he'll get back to using DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is such an electric player that I want to see with the ball more in his hands. Um, and I do need to see some improvement in the red zone. I think we settled for yeah. field goals more than any Eagles fan would like. But overall, I think he stepped in and done a really good job because I thought I thought Steichen, you know, I don't think he's as good as how Steichen was last year. Steichen's clearly a solid coach as well. The Colts are, are better than I think anyone thought they were going to be. But I still want to give him the A- minus first year in the league call in plays. I think he has played into Jalen's game very well too. I don't think he's overusing him in the run game. I think he's allowing Jalen to be like a pocket passer like he's proven he can be. Um, so I'm going to give that 390 a game. That's almost 400 a game. He can't, yeah. he can't nitpick that too, too much. So I'm going to give him an A-. minus. Eagles also at 28 points a game, which is third. So I think game minus uh -huh. is probably about right. Third, uh, third overall in points. Um, they are now up to 12th in the red zone, which is actually a little better than I'd have thought based on just because they're, they're in felt. there so much. They're in the red zone so much. It's almost like, okay, do we want them to convert more touchdowns? Of course, but being there so much, you're going to get a lot of points just by hanging out there because they can drive. They, they do long methodical drives better than anyone in the NFL. Yeah. Shout out offensive line for that shit. Yeah. And that's been, I think that's been one of the, one of the differences. I've got a B plus for the offense. Uh, and, and this is graded based on, are you performing above expectations? You know, and uh -huh. I feel like the pieces that are working is feeding AJ is, is absolutely working. I mean, he is just, he just solves problems for you. I mean, that is just, it's third and nine. And it's fine because AJ Brown is going to run a slant. He tracks deep balls so much better than I expected. I think when he came over here, the billing was big physical receiver that wins in space. And the reality has been he's that. And it's this incredible deep threat, which I just he's, didn't know. He's just an, he's an incredible athlete. And his yards after catch is top three in the NFL, if not number one. That man converts. You don't want to talk about that third and nine? I've seen him sure. catch the ball a lot with like four yards to go. And he's just like, nope, move out of my way. I'm going to just get that first down. I'm going to get that touchdown. He is so, I knew he was good. Yeah. Didn't know he was this good. 
This no. guy is the best. He's the best athlete. I'm going to say he's probably the best athlete on the team. He's abs- No, he's definitely the best athlete on this team. <laughs> he is the fastest combined with strongest. You just, he's like one of those guys. You just get, just give him a chance to catch the ball. Okay. And eight out of 10 times, he's coming down with it. Not that Jalen's not putting him in pretty places, but he's just like, truly like that, that hand motion that like you're too small. I just mm-hmm. don't think there's a guy that can cover him right now. He's on, he's white hot, white hot. If, if the NFL didn't have all these flags for taunting, I think he would taunt after every single play. He, I think he, he would seems too. like he is restraining himself. I mean, I just keep going back to the, the Steelers touchdown, what he had three in that game, I think, and him doing the point in the end zone. You know, like there's you, three guys covered him. You can't <laughs> cover me. You can't cover me. And you can't cover me. He's he's unbelievable. And I think him and Jalen are on an absolute tear. And if you want to just jump right into the wide receivers, they don't get a full A because I haven't seen anything else outside of AJ and Devonta. But AJ and Devonta have been so good that gives them that A minus. You know, is Quez even on the team anymore? I don't even know. Zacchaeus had that one nice touchdown. He's got a couple. Right, he's got a couple catches. Julio, I really, I like the the veteran presence. Yeah, sure. I, I like the fact that he can make some plays. But any other contribution would be an A or an A plus. But that's just how good AJ and Devonta have been. So my wide receiver group gets an A minus. Yeah, and they're going to have to step up with with Goddard going out because I think I, I think you feel fine as, with. I, I really don't know if there's a better top three in the league than A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. I mean, I don't know any offense that has three weapons. They, I mean, maybe if you want to talk 49ers and you get Debo, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, and Ayuk. But but, but the Eagles are up there. And so with Goddard coming out, Goddard expected to to miss at least a few weeks. You're going to look at Grant Calcaterra in the passing game. That doesn't make me feel great. Jack yeah, Stoll, Jack he's not a Jack Stoll can't catch passes. So maybe what and do you think? I, I, what do you think they'll solve this with? I can't pronounce his last name, but they got a guy from Denver. Uh, uh, number eighty-five. Uh, yeah. Good. Oh boy, he's another one. <laughs> Listen, I, do I think it's solved? Albert. No, I think it's I, I. All right, Albert. We'll call him Albert. I think it's just keep your head above water till Goddard gets back. I hate to be like that, but I don't see them going out and like signing a tight end or like. You know, obviously, like the trade deadline's over, so like they can't go out and trade for anybody. But I think it's just rely on them more for a couple catches a game. And I mean, someone's got to step up, and it's, I I feel like it's got to be a wide receiver almost at this point, yeah, or you like a running back. You know, like you, you get the run game going again, it takes a lot away from the passing game, which will help the 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 weak tight end core right now. I'd like to see DeAndre Swift get a little bit more involved in the passing game. But me too. Um, he's got good hands. Kind of, he's shifty. He's good in space. I'm kind of hoping. Well, we'll get to this in the Chiefs preview. So, um, so I'll give. I'm with you on on the wide receivers, giving them an A minus. Um, just, I mean, there's really not much more you could ask for out of that. Uh, on the running back side, uh, I'm going to give. I mean, running backs different than the running game. I mean, it's as a unit, we really hit or miss. I need to see less Kenny Gainwell. I need to see I more know. DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm fine with Rashad Penny getting uh, the amount of touches he's getting, which is uh, none. And uh, we'll see if we'll see if he if he ends up being a home run threat in the playoffs. But I mean, it's, it surprised me though that that they signed him if they weren't really even going to like use him, unless he's just that bad in practice. Because I was kind of excited about the signing, 
for like a like a like what what did they sign him for one million, and they just haven't really like given him a chance. And I don't really from past seasons I've seen him with this with Seattle. He, he is a home run hitter. He absolutely is. So there must be something we're missing. But I'm good. I, I'm with you. The running backs. I just feel as if it'd be a higher grade if they were used a little more or okay. used a little more appropriately. So I'm only going to give them a B minus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, the rushing averaging a hundred and uh, 129 rush yards per game, which, uh, which is obviously really good. Jalen hurts also on a career low with rushing attempts. And that's clearly just the knee bother in him. Uh, you know, you could see it. This had to have been an, an early, an early season injury. Cause you can see it from the start, the way he was avoiding hits. And it's, it's, it's the knee, but I also think it's just the involvement of his pass game. He's an elite pocket passer, Jalen Hurts, and I think he's starting to rely a little bit more on that than his run game, but can still pull the run game out of his pocket when he needs it, and he can still do that. Jalen Hurts is, I mean, he's, he's got an A in my books. Like, that guy's, that guy's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely happy giving the quarterback an A up to this point. I, yeah. I mean, um, the turnovers are, you know, we don't love them. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we didn't see it a lot last year. I think that's another part of it was like, what, what are these fumbles you're doing and these uncharacteristic interceptions? But when the game ends, he always is surpassing 300 total yards and at least two touchdowns in some sort of rushing, passing facet. And as good as A.J. Brown been, has been, he's got to have a good quarterback to throw him the ball. So I, I, Jalen has, I think Jalen has made up for a lot of the downplay of like our wide receivers and the lack of run game. I think Jalen Hurts makes up for a lot of that. And that's what really, really great and elite quarterbacks do. They make up for the for the for the holes. Aaron Rodgers made a career out of doing it in Green Bay. Joe Burrow, his first couple of years in the league, I don't think those Bengals teams were very good at all. And Joe Burrow's like, "Well, just get on my back. I got you." And it's what guys like Pat, Patrick Mahomes can do on any given Sunday. Which again, we'll get to the Chiefs, but which is why yeah. quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes are are quite scary against the Eagles secondary. Which I'm giving a C minus because they they got to get it together. Yeah, secondary is bad. Um, C minus feels feels kind. I mean, Kevin Byers <laughs> going to have to step up. Reed Blankenship, man. Uh, I mean, you're watching. I'm watching James Bradbury take a step back this year. I'm watching yeah, Darius it's Slay been discouraging. Not, you know, it's just it's, it's a little a more pressure back. on Slay. I don't think he's a step back. I think more pressure's on him. And I think when you do end up looking at like his numbers against the receivers. I just, I want to see him travel a little more. I want to see him kind of go. He's got to stick on. They don't, you know, they don't really have a clear cut number one in, in Kansas City outside of Kelsey, like by receiver wise. But like last week, why wasn't he glued to CD Lamb the whole time? Yeah. Why, why is Eli Ricks and Josh Job taking turns on CD Lamb? It's, it's just a complete mismatch. So I, I will say the thing I'll give them a little bit of, I think the reason I'm giving them more of a C minus than in the D range is because there's been nine different combinations. They've been beat up. And the yeah. young boys, I yeah. like them. I like Sidney Brown. I like Eli Ricks. I like Josh Joe, but they're just young and they need to develop more. They need to get better. I think I'm going to be excited about this group in a couple of years, but we're seeing the rawness of them. We're seeing like some good athletic plays. But we're also seeing the, hey, you're in the NFL now. And you're not quite up to speed with the eliteness of the CD Lambs, of the Justin Jeffersons, of the Tyree Kills. Um, so the secondary does worry me, but I still have hope for it because I think Kevin Byard's going to get better week by week. I have been encouraged by Reed Blankenship. I think he can really play yeah. safety. 
Yeah, and he can. I think Darius Slay. I mean, Darius. I think Darius Slay. I mean, he's he's still I'm Darius sorry. Slay. I didn't quite catch that. Was that Siri? Yeah, Siri's just talking to me. I have no idea why. Hey, Siri, you want to join in the podcast? You know a little bit about the birds. <laughs> but so I, I think, like I said, I'm going to give them a little bit of benefit with the injuries. I think there's been a lot of combinations. Um, but again, I, I kind of look at Sean Desai. I think Sean Desai's done a fine job. I like I said, I probably give him a B, B plus range. But you know, I see a lot of. Uh, let's take. Yeah, he does the ten yards back on third and two, and it's just like like not you know not that exaggeration, but it's it's. The secondary will worry me come playoff time. That's that's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, offensive line, uh, Cam Jurgens coming back is going to be big. Um, I mean, I just think, I mean, what, what do you want? What more do you want? This is the Eagles offensive line. It's Jason Kelsey. As long as Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata are playing football for this team, I mean, offensive line is going to be a good coach. As long as Jeff Stoutland continues to coach the line, I mean, I, I don't really know it's how we're going to do poorly. It's an, a. it's an A. It's an A. It's an A. It's absolutely it's a it's a it's two two future Hall of Famers on the offensive line. I'd say a top three left tackle in the league. The, the, the other two you probably put above him are maybe like Tyron Smith and Trent Williams, but Jordan Mailata is absolute bowling ball. He's a wrecking crew of a of a man. Yep. Um I think, you know, guys like Landon Dickerson, stud. Uh Cam Jurgens, stud. And shout out to Jeff Stoutland because Sue Opeta came in and it's like all right, like we're good, like no big deal. Like, didn't really miss that much of a beat, and it's that always will contribute to coaching. Like the players can play, obviously, but to be able to plug backups in and not miss much of a beat—I mean, that's coaching, in my opinion, especially with a position like offensive line. Defensive line has thirty sacks on the year; they're fifth overall. Uh, they were never going to catch the pace of last season's uh, record-setting team, um, but. I mean, what you're seeing out of the what you're seeing out of Jalen Carter. I mean, I don't think it's been written about. I mean, this is this is an absolute home run first round pick. This kid is going to be an All Pro. It's going to be perennial. It's it's, is, it's uh, made. Jordan Davis taking that step forward. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's going to be disruptive most of his career. Couldn't be happier with the way he's played. I think Jordan Davis is taking a step up this year. The run the run defense is is excellent, and that always contributes to the defensive line. Um, Fletcher Cox still doing his thing. You know, he's not making the flashy sacks or, you know, all the plays in the world like he used to, but he's still a force. He's still a presence. I really like the play of Mil- Millen Williams. I think we have four yeah. of the best D tackles in the NFL, like that right. combination. Just feels they're, they're unbelievable, right? It feels amazing. And then you got your edge rusher with, with BG still doing his thing. You know, maybe, like I said, he, I put him and Fletcher Cox kind of in that same tier, not as elite as they used to be, but as still are making plays when it matters. You know, Brandon yeah. Graham went back to back sacks to finish off that Dallas game. Um, Josh Sweat is the best D defensive end that nobody talks about. Yeah, that dude is, uh, that dude wrecks quarterbacks. He wrecks offensive yeah. lines. And Asan Reddick is a closer. So closer, defensive baby. line is, defensive line is also, yeah. I, if you want to go based on like last year, I'd have to probably give them an A minus, but they've been very, very good. I think sometimes we're like, Where's the defensive line when Sam Howell throws for 400 yards on us? But they've still been very disruptive. Fifth in the league in sacks. It's it's how the Eagles. It's how they. It's how they win. It's how they won for years in the trenches. And both trenches are in that A A minus category. Yeah, been really happy with 
with just, it's just it, it feels like it comes in bunches. I mean, the challenge overall, um, my defense, uh, my grade on the defense, um, I feel like it's just a little low on there. I mean, to me, it feels like a C plus. This is based on expectations. And yeah, Sean, you know, uh, Sean Desai has had to deal with the injuries to the secondary are like a big deal. The Kobe Dean just, you know, right? It's just a bummer of a season for him. I think a lot right. of people were were looking at him as all right. He's getting the green dot on the helmet. He's going to be leading the team. He's got, you know, he was the captain of that Georgia defense and won the national championship. And, you know, not only could he not stay on the field, there's there's a reason last year he was backing up. And there's a reason that last week when he was healthy, he was still splitting time with with Cunningham and Morrow. And so, and there's you know, there just must be something why, the coach. Right. There was a reason why I fell to the fourth round. I mean, it was yeah. like, we were all like, oh, we got to Kobe Dean. He unfortunately has not been that, that kind of bullet linebacker that we were hoping he was going to be. So yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I'm leaning towards a B minus for overall for the defense. I mean, they're middle of the pack. They're 14th in the league. They've been letting yeah. up 323 a game, yeah. and that is good for 14th, which is again it's middle of the pack. I think our offense makes up for a lot of defensive woes, um, and they gotta they gotta fine tune some things if we're gonna talk about another Super Bowl run, like Super Bowl run, because that's where we're at right now. We're at Super Bowl about yeah. for the Eagles. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's no longer like, you know, good job. You made it to the NFC championship game or even, I don't, I hate putting this pressure because we've been so used to just like, just being happy to be in the dance, but yo, go, go win this fucking thing this year, man. It's eight and one. I know there's been some problems, but they find ways to win. The talent is there. The coaching is there. Quarterback is there. Barring injuries, go win this fucking thing. And I think anything less is just going to be a bit of a disappointment. There's, I mean, if you project it forward to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, the only way, the AFC teams that we need to face there, I'm not scared of all the Dolphins. And we nope. showed ourselves being able to beat them. And so then it's, I mean, it's what? It's Ravens, Chiefs, Bengals. You, you put anyone else that are, you know, maybe in, in, that, in that category. And we're going to find out in the next, you know, we're going to know in the next 10 days. 11 days, what it's like for the Eagles to face the Chiefs and the Bills. And I'm just not, I'm not worried about the Bills, but we'll see about this Chiefs I'm not, team. I, 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 of course, never, never not going to want the Eagles to win a game. Um, I need to see them just be able to really just go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. As long as they can go toe-to-toe with them, I'm not going to be like super discouraged that they lose by three or lose by four. Like, I think if we go to go to Arrowhead and it's, a game, a legitimate game in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't want to sound unaggressive or or complacent, but I, I I think, you know, you've been able to stack those early season wins, right? You got eight wins to your name. Um, it doesn't help that all three other NFC contenders are playing the Panthers, the Bears, and the Niners are 10-point favorites against somebody. So, like, they, like, they're probably all going to win this weekend. So, yeah, you ideally want to get that win to keep pace and keep ahead for that one seed. But I, I need to be able to see... I need to see the Eagles go toe-to-toe with that, with that team. Because they are... Although their offense has seemed to have taken a dip, their defense has kind of, like, almost made up for it in a way. Chiefs' defense is very solid this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chiefs defense has been, uh, they are second in points allowed. Uh, they're letting in about 16 points a game. Uh, and so we'll we'll see what happens when they match up. All right, to wrap up the uh, the Eagles here, um, I'd say uh, my offensive MVP, uh, 
It's AJ Brown. I mean, it's a Jalen Hurts, right? Like it's Jalen Hurts, and we all know that it's Jalen Hurts. But I mean, I none of this works too. without him. But it's AJ Brown. AJ Brown too, hundred percent. I think it's yeah. Of course, is Jalen throwing him the ball? Yeah, and he's throwing dots because that's what Jalen Hurts does. Mm. But AJ Brown has also made some, you know, one-handed end zone catches against Amazing. the Redskins and has gone up against two Dolphins defenders and Randy Moss them. So he's Jalen's looking amazing and AJ Brown is damn sure helping him. So he's also my offensive MVP. Yeah. On the defensive side, Sam. Josh Sweat. I think Josh Sweat is incredibly underrated. If he's not getting sacks, he's getting pressures. And he's up there with the elites of the Aaron Donalds and the Chris Joneses of the league in pressures. He's always disruptive. And he's, along with Hassan Reddick, he's also a closer. So no one in the secondary impresses me. And the linebackers are also not very good either. So it's got to be Josh Sweat for me. Love it. I found it hard not to uh, not to pick a member of the defensive line. Um, even in the right. down year, Hassan Reddick is still causing havoc. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I'm, but I'm going with going with a guy who has stabilized the pass defense. That's my man's seventh rounder, Reed Blankenship, baby. Uh, I like Reed it. Reed Blankenship coming in. I like it he's, a lot. He's playing a lot. He plays multiple positions. He plays free safety. He comes up in the nickel and and lines up. He'll cover tight ends. Um, he makes plays. He's got picks. He's got two interceptions. Yep. He's forced to fumble. He's making tackles. Good. Yeah, really solid tackler. Like he's 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 a he's. He's stronger and bigger than like you kind of like initially think he is, but now he's he's a player, and I I uh, definitely don't hate that pick. That's so close to describing a white guy as having sneaky athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's call it what it is. There ain't there ain't many white defensive backs in the NFL. Let's let's call it what it is, bro. <laughs> as as, as Jason Kelsey Jason Kelsey said on this pod, he said uh, on the New Heights pod, he said. Um, corner cornerback is the hardest position in football to play, and he knows that because they don't let any white people play it. Yes. Like, let's call it what it is. No, no, no <laughs> white corners out there. Um, so, all right. So, yeah, I'm with you on there. All right. Um, bold prediction for the rest of the season. Uh, do you got one? Because I've got one that I'm I'm ready to uncork. I got one, too. All right. A.J. Brown's going to win the league MVP. <laughs> that is That's bold. That's my bold prediction. That is bold. I, it's hard for a wide receiver to do it. But if he just keeps going on this pace, and I'm, and it's a tall ask, right? Like player p- defensive sure. coordinators are gonna be in, like, dude, we need to double cover this guy. Like he's a wrecking ball. We need to find a way to stop him. His numbers are unbelievable. I think if he can surpass two thousand receiving yards and mm-hmm. a dozen touchdowns, he's it's gonna be hard to ignore that. And I'm not saying that there aren't quarterbacks in the league that are playing amazing. You know, Jalen's playing great. Mahomes is playing great. Golf's playing great. TJ Stroud is playing great. You know, you got, you know, you got some really, you know, Lamar's playing great. But you want to talk bold, hot take? AJ Brown's going to win the MVP. Wow. I, I kind of wish I went first because there's just, that's just scorching. Not as bold. That's <laughs> scorching. Not as bold. Well, well, listen, a wide receiver hasn't won MVP of the league. I mean, did Jerry win it? I mean, Jerry Rice might have won it once. Um, I'd have to look at AJ Brown's at a thousand yards, at a thousand five yards, so it through nine games. So the next eight, if he averages one twenty five, he will get to two thousand yards. He'll be the first uh, first player to get there. I'm looking up. I want to know. I'm, I'm looking up to see if they've got MVP odds for AJ Brown. Okay, here it is. 
All right, if you want to do this, or what do you think they are? Plus 800. Plus 10,000 for A.J. Brown to win MVP. Why did I think that was, this is why I need to stop gambling. I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, for, 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 for context, uh, Joe Burrow is plus 1,000. Um, okay. The you got to right lean now, towards quarterback, right? You got to lean towards quarterback. Yeah, it's the first five are quarterbacks. The first non-quarterback is Christian McCaffrey. Um, but if you want to sprinkle, listen, Sam, you want to throw, you want to throw, you know, throw a 20, throw a 20 on AJ Brown. And uh, what's that? 20 to win uh, 2000. Um, that's pretty good. But the, How sick would the, that be? You get the current, current leader in MVP odds. Number one for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, plus 280. Plus 280. Um, so my mind here is, Julio Jones will have five touchdown receptions by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, five more or f- five, five, five more? Five more. Five more. Okay, six. Five so more. Six on the year. In the, ne- in the next eight games, Julio Jones to fill in. Listen, he's going to fill in that Dallas Goddard spot. I think the Eagles are going to be lining up in 13 personnel a lot more often than they were before. Uh, or Sorry, 11 personnel more than they were before. And you're going to see more AJ or more, uh, more Julio. Team, I, and team I think, wants him to get the touchdowns. And and listen, I also think, like, in regards to that, you want to fix some of your red zone problems, why don't you throw the ball to Julio Jones? Because he yeah. made a career off of that. Not in 2017. Not Suck my in dick, 2017. Julio. Suck my dick. <laughs> but in 2023, he, listen, is he as explosive? No. Is he as, you know, is he as strong? Probably not. But, man, that touchdown catch against the Redskins, I call them the Redskins, the Commanders, yeah. was... Uh, was very Julio Jones-esque. It was a dot coming at you like a fireball. Let me just go snag it real quick. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think, I think, like you said, someone's got to step up in the Dallas Goddard in Dallas Goddard absence in the past game because he's he was coming. It just sucks he broke his form because he was really past couple games really kind of coming Such along, like becoming becoming Dallas Goddard that we were like used to. But someone's going to step up, and why, why not Julio Jones? Is it going to be Alameda Zacchaeus? Probably not. Is it going to be Quez Watkins or Brayden Covey? Nope. <laughs> yeah. So, no. No. So it's hey, hey, be... shout, shout out Brayden Covey for, for turning shout into a returner Covey. because I will shout tell you, I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone hated that guy more than I did the first two years he was returning balls for, for the Eagles. And I think he's, he's first yeah. now. He's first. Yeah. yeah he's solid. And these, these punters in the league are so good now. So it, you're not seeing a, as many punt return touchdowns, but just get me to the 30 or 35 and you, you got to be happy because it's the Eagles offense. They're elite. And he has in five different games this season, he's got a punt return of at least 20, uh, 20 yards or more. One more you can really ask for. Yeah, it's great. It's great. All right. Looking, uh, looking ahead here. So that's uh so recap. We've got, um, we've got offensive MVP of AJ Brown, but it's real Jalen Hurts. We've got a defensive <laughs> MVP of Reed Blankenship and Josh Sweat. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take a look here. Chiefs preview. All right. All right Super, Super Bowl 57 rematch. Do you, do you want to, I, I, you're a sicko for this. I mean, you rewatched the Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. I'm a sick bastard. It was hard. I didn't remember me though. But Nick and Louie, shout out Nick and Louie. They, uh, we did it as a, as a household. We did it in unison. We did it together as a team. And it was it was hard. 
it was it was an undressing of Andy Reid versus Jonathan Gannon, and knowing what you know about the turf, you just see it all. Everyone slip around. It was it was gross. Oh, it was so gross. And I just if we make it back, I just don't want to play those fuckers again because it was like. There wasn't anything like outside of the Sodfather being a Chiefs fan. There wasn't like anything like fishy about it. And Mahomes is all class. Andy Reid's our boy, right? I, fucking shout out Andy Reid, right? He, he was our coach. Hey, we grew up with Andy. Yeah. So it's like, but God damn it, I don't want to play them again because it's just, it just makes your stomach turn. Makes you not want to eat. Makes you want to do drugs. Ross. I'm excited about the Chiefs game. I will say it's going to be stressful, but I'm very excited. Um, was, it's gonna be the game of the weekend. Harder, what was harder to watch during the Super Bowl during the rewatch? Was it harder to watch the field slipping, or was it harder to watch Quez Watkins drop drop that Hail Mary? Uh the field slipping. Cause it's hard to single out one play to like decide a Super Bowl because it's just it's just not logical in my opinion. But like six or seven times Asam Reddick beats his man and slips. It's like, come on, man. Like, like, especially on his on Pat's bum ankle. It's like, oh, God. I love that we care so much, but it's like, it makes these a little harder. I still haven't talked about the Phillies, and I'm not talking about it with you. I'll let you know when I'm ready. It'll probably be after Christmas. So it's just because we care so much, it's like, ah, this just hurts a little bit more than it would to your average Joe who lives in Tennessee and is a Titans fan. It, if we, we're not going to go there. All right. So I'm, I'm not even going to go. It's going to turn too much to, to head down, down this path. Uh, so uh, this year versus last year. So Eagles Chiefs, two teams not playing as well as last year, still at the top of their conferences. Uh, Chiefs, right. the only two-loss team in the AFC. Eagles, the only one-loss team in the NFC. Um, still the class, I think, of each conference. Um, but coming into matchup, Monday Night Football, it is a game of the week. It, it might be the Absolutely. game. It might be the game of the season. It is so rare for a Super Bowl rematch in the regular season to match up to this because usually the team that loses the Super Bowl takes some kind of big step back. It's right and one. But both both teams seem to be like. All right, I'll see you in February. That's where they're headed, both teams right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, it's which would you expect you would ahead. you expect um I mean everyone knows this, right? Everyone in that locker room, every coach knows that that this is, you know, this is a potential. This is a potential, you know, look ahead. Are you holding back? Do you want to see the Eagles kind of hold back some stuff, some cards? Do you want to see them runs or trick plays? Because I felt that in the commander's game. When they're they're running the the brotherly shove, and then they do the uh, the handoff outside of it, and DeAndre Swift slips slips in for the touchdown. That was the week before Dallas, and I had this sort of feeling of why why'd you bring that one out this week? Why not next week? Do you want to see the Eagles show and just go out win the game at all costs, or do you want them to hide a, hide a couple things for for the future? I think you just got to go find a way to win. I don't think you need to go into like the depths of Narnia of your playbook. But I think you need to come up with a really solid game plan. And given the opponents of the three other NFC contenders, I just I think you just gotta keep stacking wins, keep stacking impressive wins, 
And the Eagles are the opposite of the Cowboys. All they do is they beat good teams. Jalen Hurts, 12 straight wins against winning record teams. Like, the Eagles beat good teams. Like, whether the you know, the media or the Twitter Twittersphere wants to admit it or not. So I want to see that trend continue. If that means pulling out some yeah. things they might not have done during the season, if you're going to pull it out against somebody, might as well be the Chiefs. Might as well be the, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I want to see a win really, really badly. As much as I won't freak out if they lose, I need to see them... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say win at all costs. Fuck it. Who beat these fuckers? Go into their house with Taylor Swift in the, in the stands <laughs> and make your own love story. But um, Hey, if, if, if there is rematch, if these teams do, do end up back in the Super Bowl, does Taylor Swift have to wear an Eagles jersey? For you? She needs to leave the NFL alone. <laughs> no, I think she, I think if she is, it's either are you a loyal fan or are you a good girlfriend? And I don't, I don't think she, she's a country's pop star. I don't think she was too concerned with the Eagles growing up. So I expect her to wear a Travis Kelsey jersey and sit with Donna Kelsey and just the camera go to her every time anything good for the Chiefs happened and me to be enraged by it. It, it, it will be. It will be. I mean, any anyone that, that faces the Chiefs in the playoffs, I mean, if she's at any of these games, and as my wife tells me, she is on her international tour throughout uh, January and February. And so uh, she is probably not going to be at, uh, at any of the conference games. But as... Shout, as my shout wife, out Casey I, for that for that bit of information. Shout out Casey. As, as she has told me, she has a show the night before. She has a show on Saturday in Tokyo and then doesn't have a show until Tuesday after the Super Bowl. So it is possible. So, uh, but I, I really want to say, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I wish she just had repped the Eagles harder. I just, I don't think, I really want her to have to go in and wear that Eagles jersey, but she's not. And I don't think people want to see her in the Eagles jersey. I think people think that's a little fraudulent. And so, uh, I agree. But if but if they play, I mean, I hate the Chiefs so much. I used to be a Pat Mahomes fan. I'm out. I'm completely out. I have absolutely no respect. <laughs> I do not think he is a class act. There was a. Uh, it turns out that he wears the same pair of underwear every game. Yeah, has not really... washed it in his career. Sam, this man it's... has played over a hundred games of NFL football and keeps wearing the same drawers. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> It's, I mean, listen, listen, I, the reason I say there's a class act is because of the defense he gave the Eagles, he, the praise he gave the Eagles and the praise he gave Jalen Hurts before he answered a single question after that Super Bowl. He said, I do not want anybody to forget how well Jalen Hurts played because he is an elite quarterback. He has arrived. He showed the world how good he can be and he should not hang his head on anything. He said, you know, some sort of a paraphrasing, but the praise to the opponent and the respect for the, the battle that you just had and acknowledging the fact that like, yeah, we won, but they easily could have won because of that man. I think it's very classy. I want to hear him say that after a loss. I want to hear him after a okay. loss. Go okay. ahead and talk that talk because Tom Brady didn't shake Nick Foles' hand. All right. Yeah. I'm Brady. I agree. I'll meet you there. Manning's hand. And so I'll meet you there. I just, I'll meet you there. I, I'm just, I'm just out. 
I'll pat Mahomes. I can't stand him. I'm so bummed how much I like Travis Kelsey because I love him. I just love him. Yeah, he just awesome. seems like such a good time. I still love. I still love Andy. Andy's my guy. Yeah, I, I, so, I will say, I like. I like guys like like Isaiah Pacheco runs like he's just so mad that he has to carry a football. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Um, so I, there's there's likable players on the Chiefs, but they're going. They, they've been you know what. Five straight AFC Championship games are becoming the Patriots. They're becoming that team that is public enemy number one. And I don't want them to win. Like, if they beat the Eagles again, then it's like, oh, the, the Chiefs dynasty started because they beat the Eagles twice in a Super Bowl. And I want to fucking just get into knitting or fucking painting because it hurts too much sometimes. <laughs> we'll see. So they play Monday night. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Expected to play. We're not going to get an injury report until later in the week, but I expect Travis Kelsey to come out and play. After him, uh, Rasheed Rice is a rookie. That's uh, that's second on the team in targets. You got Sky Moore, second-year player. Um, I mean, really, this is just they're just running back last season's playbook, which is we've got Pat Mahomes and we've got Travis Kelsey, and uh, it kind of really doesn't matter who else is in there. And I just don't think that I don't think that's going to work. I just here's how it just can't work here. over and over again. Here's how the Eagles win on Monday night. Make them as one-dimensional as possible. Shut down Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon mm-hmm. in any sort of run screen game you can. Make those no-name wide receivers make plays. Make Patrick Mahomes make plays. I saw it in the Denver game. I, I, I feel like Denver kind of had a really good game plan against the Chiefs, and it was, let's just, let's just take away any threat to run let's make these guys who have like them. I think they have as a wide receiver group, the most drops in the NFL. Let's make them make all the plays. I just, I'm hesitant to say I'm like confident that that's going to happen just because of the way that this secondary has looked against Dak Prescott, Sam Howe. I mean, let's call it as it is. Those two are not Patrick Mahomes. Do they have better receivers? Of course they do. Cindy Lamb, Tyreek Hill. You know, that's, you know, not us there, but Patrick Mahomes is the, still the best quarterback in the NFL. You yeah. still can't take that away from him until you see some sort of steep decline. And Andy Reid is still an elite play caller. And I think he's going to really challenge our young defensive coordinator, our young defensive secondary. Um, but if they can neutralize that run game, I think they're really going to have a solid chance. Because the offense going to do their thing. Chiefs favored by three in this game. What do you got? What's going to happen? Thirty to twenty-eight eagles. Thirty to twenty-eight birds. That was a hesitant birds pick. Because I, I mean, I, I'm 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 a diehard Eagles fan, but I'm a realist. Like they could lose. The Chiefs are awesome. On any given Sunday, they can look like just the Chiefs of old. And, you know, they, they lose to Denver, sure, but Denver's now quietly four and five, and divisional opponents are always going to give you a run for your money. Look at our both our Washington games. So I could, I could see, I could certainly see the Eagles losing, but I'm still going to go with my gut and say Eagles, Eagles went outright by two. Love it. This is, uh, this is Andy Reid after bye week. Yeah. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is, he's, he's got 32 years coaching experience, which is crazy. 32 years. He's 20 in my lifetime. 
longer than your lifetime. After, after bye weeks, Nick Sirianni's two and zero, baby, and we're coming off a of bye week too. And I think this Eagles team is going to absolutely make a statement again. The Chiefs, we're calling it twenty-seven to seventeen. Eagles going to take Ooh. care of business, going into Arrowhead, quieting down. I think the I think the defensive line is going to get after oh. Pat Mahomes. I think you're making me hot, Cutman. You're making Eagles me hot. Rushing game is going to be on display. I think we're going to get a touchdown to Devontae Smith. And we're going to get a touchdown to A.J. Brown. And we're going to get a touchdown to Julio Jones, baby boy. So you're saying Jake Elliott chips in two for his own 27-17. Shout out, Jake Elliott. Before we wrap things up, shout out to... I can't call him the best kicker in the NFL because Justin Tucker still exists. He is alive. Jesus Christ, his name is not Jake. It's Make. It's Make mm. Elliott because all he does is make kicks. Shout out my boy, Tyler Brown. Tyler Brown, he has uh, been very, very good friends with my best friend, Mike Sutter, since they were in high school. Went on a golf trip in Myrtle Beach this April with Tyler Brown, Mike Sutter, all those boys. Tyler Brown is a kicking coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Tyler Brown is exceptionally good at his job, and there is a reason that Jake Elliott has improved the way he has over the last five years. Tyler Brown joined the staff two year, a year ago. Shout out Tyler Brown. Shout out Jake Elliott. Just, it's, it's very comforting having a kicker that can make big balls, nails, kicks when it matters. Very comforting. Very, very David Akers-esque. In fact, he's got a better leg than Akers. He does. Well, I think ending the podcast talking about the kickers is exactly how this show ought to go. Sam, <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining in. Uh, where are you going to be watching the game? Well, I work all weekend, so I'll be sleeping most of that day. I do, you know me, not a drinker, so I do love watching the games kind of in the comfort of my own home. Yeah. But it's Monday night. Good. Boys want to get together. Good. Uh, to be determined, but... Good. Wherever, wherever I'm watching it, I will be locked the fuck in and very, very excited. I'm excited for the rest. I'm excited for this stretch. I'm excited for the Niners. I'm excited for the Dallas rematch. I'm excited for the Seahawks. I'm excited for the Bills. They're going to be tested. The Eagles can come out of the, the, that stretch like four and one or three and two. I got nothing but confidence heading into the playoffs. I love it. Yeah. Big, uh, big upcoming month. Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys. We'll see. You're going to watch it in McGurk's? You're watching uh-huh. Little Robbie. Oh, oh man, it's a Monday night. It's an eight thirty game. All right, this I got a I got a one year old now. Yo, know, this is an at home watch. <laughs> this is gonna be this is an at home game. <laughs> I mean, if I'm if I'm like depending on how how this like second half looks, I mean, this might be in bed. You know, lights off. Casey's asleep, and I've got the game on. You know, I've got I got you know with the Roku TV is you do the headset thing. You can throw on yeah. your headphones, and the Roku TV just goes right in here. So um, very cool. You know, that might be, so this is going to be an at-home watch. Just got to absorb it, right? Got to take it all in. Yeah. Feel like you can get everything. I went to, you know, went to the Penn State game on Saturday. Don't want to talk about that. Oh. But you, you oh. go to, you, you go to the game. I mean, you don't, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, you got to watch it. You got to sit down, get all the stats, do some research. Yep. Don't hear Joe Buck. I do like Joe Buck. I don't know other people don't. He's a good like commentator. You, you know what? I think, uh, I think the people who like Joe Buck are mostly Phillies fans. That's fair. Because he's... <laughs> He's, he's really got good some, at baseball. He's, he's got really good at baseball. He's got stairs, rips one end of the night. He's yep. got um, he's got swing of his life. He's got bedlam at the bank. Well,
He's good. Yep. Show Bob. All right. Good shit, Sam. Have a great. Have a great rest of your week. Love you, Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Love you, bro. Oh,